Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, a station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics right here on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ujvala Radio, a show dedicated to love and passion, and the power they have to transform our lives. Now, find a comfortable place to sit, relax, and enjoy the show. And now, here's Terry and Robin. everybody. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good wherever in the world you are. This is Reverend Terry Power and you are listening to Ujvala Radio on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. And uh, welcome everybody. Uh, Wonderful show lined up for us tonight. And I am joined tonight as all nights, uh, at least all the good ones, uh, by my lovely, Mm -hmm. talented, amazing and beautiful wife. Uh, hi, Robin. Hi, honey. I'm running out of adjectives. I'm just going to have to re- keep repeating, you know, all the That's really okay. good ones. <laughs> all the really good ones are already, you know, applicable, so we'll just keep using them. Um, okay. So anyway, tonight we are going to be talking about reducing depression and anxiety. And mm-hmm. uh quick, quick uh, idea of what we're going to be talking about, then we have a few uh pointers and announcements to make, but uh, we're going to be talking about reducing not so much by uh, what we, what we do inside our heads, but what we do outside of ourselves. Uh, We're going to be uh, kind of eliminating some causes of stress and some of the simple Mm -hmm. things that we can do that reduce all the stressful input rather than trying to deal with all the stuff, we're just going to reduce and eliminate some of it. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. But first, I do want to remind you, this is a call-in show. So if you have any questions, comments, uh, want to argue with us, I'm okay. Uh, Your healthy debate is (laughs) is a wonderful thing. And, you know, I, I, I certainly don't think I have all the answers, and someone may have a different take. Feel free to call in and discuss uh, you know, free exchange of ideas. Be polite, but you know, I do have the button. I can get rid of anybody that's not polite. But uh, do call in at six four six five six four nine seven one four. Again, that is six four six five six four nine seven one four. 
and call in. Uh, the switchboard will put you into the waiting room. You can hit the one button on your uh, keypad, which will throw up a flag and let us know you want to talk. Otherwise, you can just call in and sit in the waiting room and listen. And uh, listening to the show that way is something uh, that a lot of our uh, listeners have done through the years. So I uh, also want to remind everybody to go check out our Facebook page. Uh, that is Ujvala, U-J-J-V-A-L-A, Ujvala Ayurveda and Yoga Center uh, on Facebook. Uh, like us on that page. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We are Ujvala C on, uh, on Twitter. And, of course, check out our website as it is UjvalaAYC.com. Uh, so check us out in all of those places. If you go to the website, uh, make sure you sign up to be a friend of Ujvala and get a newsletter coming out. It will keep you up to date on show topics uh, for the following week. It will keep you up to date on any blog uh, uh, blog posts that we have uh, that have been recently posted and any places that we will be appearing like this coming uh, Friday. Uh, look for a link on our Facebook page, but we will be appearing on a, uh, a Voice of Olympus uh, Optimum Wellness uh, show on uh, here. It's also on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. We ha- will have a link, and we're going to be talking about some of the work we're doing with the Tenafly Mayor's Wellness Program uh, over in uh, Tenafly, New Jersey, and just generally hanging out and talking about uh, Ujvala. So you might want to check us out. It's going to be a pretty cool show. Look for the link. Uh, it will be Voice of Olympus Optimum Wellness. And I think yeah, that's pretty much that. got – yeah, it's going to be fun. I love hanging out with uh, Hercules anyway. Hercules, so, yeah. And so um, – and, and I'm really excited about getting involved and helping with the wellness programs uh, at the uh, uh, Intenafly. And and the fact mm-hmm. that the mayor is doing this uh, uh, initiative, and he's going to be appearing on one of the launch shows for the uh, uh, with Hercules as well. But right. uh, the, the idea that he's going to that he's putting together this wellness um, initiative, and um, you know, just it's an exciting idea that government is helping uh, to provide opportunities for wellness uh, when you know. So much in the government is about taking and giving it away to something that I don't believe in. So this is a pretty good program. I'm excited about it. Uh, So with that said, uh, Robin, why don't you lead off and talk about some of the things that we do to our bodies and our minds and emotions with food? Yeah. Uh, Okay. So we're going to talk about, you know, in Ayurveda, food is not just the, you know, fruits and vegetables and meats and whatever we may eat in that way. Food is also considered everything that we experience on the ex- things that we see, things that we read, things that we experience. Uh, all of this is considered food. So we're going to start, we're going to talk about everything tonight. Oftentimes when people are feeling um, some anxiety or they're feeling depressed. There are a lot of factors uh, that go into that. And we don't, 
in our very westernized culture, um, we don't really acknowledge all those things. You know, it's commonplace for somebody to go and say, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling well, I'm feeling depressed, I'm going to go to the doctor and he's going to give me some medication and they think that that's the end of it. That's all they need to do, just get a pill. Um, you know, and if you're somebody who doesn't want to get and take those medications for whatever reason, you're kind of just left kind of trying to figure it out for yourself. So whether you're taking medication or not, this is something, or, you, or it's transitory, you know. Maybe you're just a little down because of everything that's going crazy right now in the world, and this is not your normal, not how you normally feel. Or maybe you're just going through a rough patch. These are things to do that are going to pull you out of some of that, you know, deep dive that you, that you may be in and, and help you to regain some joy, happiness, um, elation in your life and not feel quite so anxious and, you know, worried. Um, so a good way to start this off is to start with something that everybody has probably heard by now. I know my high school class did this. We took two plants and every day you would go up to the one plant and you would say really mean things to this plant. And there was another plant in that my teacher actually kept in an, in a smaller room behind his desk. He had like a big closet uh, that it was like a walk-in closet where he where they, and they also kept like the, the the roll-on cart TVs in that room. So we kept the other plant in this other room, and we only said nice things to that plant. And everybody in the class would go in, and we'd all say, "Oh, you're so beautiful. You're growing so well, and everything is just great." And after about two weeks of this the plant in the classroom that was getting all of the negative conversation started to die. After about a month, the plant died completely, and the plant that was in the other room was doing outstanding. We watered it the same time. We spent the same amount of time with the plant. They both were in the same you know, window situation. Both got the same amount of light every day. Um, so for high school, this was a, a pretty amazing you know, experiment. And I think most of us by this time in our lives have heard of that kind of experiment. So stands to reason that people react in a very similar way to their surroundings, to their environment, to the kind of experiences and, uh, you know, screen stimulation they have. What kind of things do they watch on TV? What kind of, um, you know, people do they have in their lives? Where do they work? And what are the people like at work? And how do they treat them? And what kind of stress do you have? All oh, I mean, self-talk add. gets in there too. And self-talk is another big thing. How do you talk to yourself? So in general, um, I think that people overlook this aspect of what contributes to your anxiety, what contributes to depression, what contributes to struggling in general? Um, sometimes people just have one day that's just, you know, a tough day. And how do you recognize you're having a tough day? And what do you do when you recognize you're having a tough day or a tough week or a tough month? Um, and there are some very simple, very doable, easy things to do to help yourself. Um, So if you're, if you're interested in this and this applies to you, feel free to grab yourself a pen and a piece of paper 
because we're gonna we're gonna go through some things, um, and it's I wouldn't say that it's a it's a hard and fast list, but it's gonna be the the highlights that you're going yeah. to want to make sure that you're that you're taking care of. One of the things I want to and the about, um, I, first and, and the amount of mm-hmm. the amount that this is needed is gonna vary per individual. You Absolutely, know, all of these some people have a higher different. tolerance for some of these things than others. Mm-hmm. But in general. In general, they, they, you know, in Ayurveda, we really talk about clearing the mind, clearing the body. It, everything is about detoxifying, right? You want to get rid of the toxins. Um, ama um, is that stuff when you scrape your tongue or you scrape your tooth on your, uh, you take, scrape your fingernail on your, on your tooth and you get that white stuff. You know, your dentist will call it plaque. Um, in Ayurveda, we call it ama. And what ama is, is a buildup of toxins in your body from food your body doesn't digest effectively. And it's all the crud in that food that your, your body doesn't know what to do with. And that ama is an indication that your, your liver and your, you know, your, all, all the, the processes in your body that, that clean out the toxins, your, lymph, your lymph, lymphatic system, um, in your liver and your spleen and all that are struggling to uh, know what to do with all of this stuff, all this stuff you eat physically in your body. But it's also influenced by your mood and your emotions and how you feel and the, and the brain chemistry that's being released, um, you know, the chemistry that's being released into your body by your brain. And that's based on your stress. Yeah. I'm sorry. You, you were – you you you've mentioned a couple of times the food that we put into us, you know, what we traditionally think of as food. Mm-hmm. And uh I know that you know some of the some of the stuff that we have talked about and and studied talks about how some of the actual, you know, food that we take in for nourishment, uh physical mm-hmm. food that we that we eat has some amount of effect on our emotions, our moods, and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, yeah, we're going to get to that. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, now I thought we'll we were going to lead with that. I thought we were going to lead with that. Okay. Well, I got yeah, I know, but I, I kind of, I know, I kind of changed, changed it up on you. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> um, but um, so, so that ama that shows up in your mouth uh, is, is, you know, if you're very stressed out on a daily basis and your body is not functioning well and your, and your digestion is sluggish and slow and not working pop properly. And that would be your Agni, your digestive fire or your Agni, however you want to pronounce it. I'm not a Sanskrit expert. Um, so if your body's not pro- it, it, digesting food properly, you're going to have a lot of that ama uh, in your mouth, a lot of plaque, a lot of tartar. So, um, one of the ways to to combat this is to make sure that your digestive fire, your agni, is working properly. And there are some things we can do to make sure that that is the case. And one of the simple things that he talks about is really trying to give up um, caffeinated, sugary drinks in favor of water that's got some fresh grated ginger in it, 
and a slice of lemon, and you can either warm it up like tea, you know, make make water. You don't have to make the water boiling hot, but make the water warm enough so that when you grate the ginger into it and you, and you squeeze the lemon in it, that it's going to diffuse into the water. It doesn't have to be heated. Like if you're at work and you just want to grate some ginger and some uh, put a slice of lemon in your in your room temperature water, that will work. It'll just take a little longer to infuse the water, but it'll still work. Um, just drinking the ginger lemon water will the fire the agni that we talked about. Um, I do. I personally drink this every day, all day long, and I have replaced um, my caffeinated tea with it. And I am finding that I am feeling better. My mood has lightened, and I. I I just I feel so much better, and I have to um, credit the tea, the, the the ginger water, with that. I, I know it is because on days when I don't drink enough of it, or I don't, I'm not able to have it because I'm not at home. Um, then yeah, then I I actually feel like oh gosh, I really want my water. Um, and so all of these things, you know, when, when your digestion isn't functioning well, um, they are now here. You know, in, in Western allopathic medicine, this has become a hot topic over the last 10 years. You know, microbiomes and probiotics and prebiotics and, um, you know, what kind of digestion do we have and the, 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 the communication between the intestines and your digestion and your brain. And, um, but Ayurveda has been aware of this for over 3,500 years. So that's number one. Drink the the uh, holy concoction of fresh grated ginger, some lemon, and some warm water. Um, and you can add some raw honey to that if you need a little bit of sweetness. Um, yeah. But uh, really what you're looking I, for is that ginger. Yeah, and I like it with lime instead of lemon. Yes, yeah. If you're somebody who's prone, if, if you know your dosha, and you know that you're, you know, maybe you are prone to having pitta imbalance, um, then you can switch the lemon to lime juice, to lime. Lime is more cooling and better for pitta. Um, but if you are avada or your kapha uh, dosha, then you can do the do the lemon. But actually, it's really tridoshic anyway. Um, but if the lemon does aggravate you, uh, as if you have a pitta imbalance, then you can switch it to lime, and that should help. Um, okay, so. After we've dealt with, you know, making sure that we're, first of all, drinking enough fluids uh, and, and doing the ginger lemon water, um, one of the other things that he talks about is actually learning to not tween meals. The sensation of hunger, that your body is physically hungry, is important to your gut health and, then, and thereby your mental health. So if you're a grazer, so if you if you like eat all day long, and you eat all day long, you never actually feel hungry during the day. And by feeling hungry, we all know what that means. That's not like your brain telling you, "Hey, I'm bored. Let's have a snack. Yeah, let's do something. Let's eat." This is that physical sensation you get with, "Oh my God, I'm so hungry. I'm gonna you know faint, or I'm I'm just I'm so hungry. I gotta eat." That's that physical sensation. 
that that sort of rumbly tummy, you know, emptiness inside you tummy feel that we all that we all get when we're when we've actually been hungry. And these are like like little mini fasts, right? We we're supposed to work this way. The best way to eat for your physical body, but also again for your mental health. And this is to create a routine, right? So we'll we'll talk a little bit about other things to do in your daily routine, but definitely get up in the morning and have a good solid breakfast. Usually, hopefully within 30, 30 to 30 to 40 minutes, an hour at the most of waking, eat something. And it doesn't have to be a big production. It can be a hard boiled egg, you know, and a piece of toast, or it can be two scrambled eggs with a slice of cheese scrambled in, um, or it could just be um, some oatmeal. You know, it doesn't have to be a big production, but you should definitely eat something. And make it something that's going to give you some good energy for the day. Probably if I could change one major habit in everybody's life is not to start your morning with sugar. Forget the donuts. Forget the Pop-Tarts. Sorry, Kellogg's. Forget those kinds of sugary early morning cereals. Um, kid cereals, I wish I could wave a magic wand and eliminate all kid cereals from the market. Um, I think Dr. Kellogg himself would roll over if he could see what we were feeding little kids today. His original purpose for creating cereal, because it was a quick early morning thing that was supposed to be healthy for people, and his original cereals were whole grains and little dried fruits and nuts. Nothing like what we see in boxes with, you know, leprechauns and genies and, you know, monsters on them. I mean, we just, he would probably flip out if you could see that now. Toucan. Um, Yeah, toucan, yeah. Um, So originally, if you're going to eat like a muesli type cereal, which is, again, you know, people often refer to it as, you know, twigs and sticks, um, but generally it's whole grains. And it's, um, you know, dried fruit and nuts and uh, a little bit of milk. And that's okay. But that's, that falls into the same category as like oatmeal because oatmeal is also, you know, the whole grain. So start your, start your day with something. When you're breaking your overnight fast, start your day with something that's wholesome and good for you. I know donuts are easy. I know those little toaster pastries are easy. Um, but you know what? So is scrambling a couple of eggs. I mean, it doesn't take more than two minutes. You crack two eggs, you whip them around with a fork, you, you know, put some oil in the pan, and you pour the eggs in and you stir them around until they are cooked. It literally only takes two minutes. And plop it on a plate. Eat it. <laughs> If you're somebody that's so busy in the mornings, you know you don't have time to do that on Sunday nights, boil some eggs, hard boil some eggs, or soft boil them if you like, if you'd like that instead. Or, you know, make some, make some muesli for the week that you put together yourself and you can control what's in it. So again, it doesn't really take long. So, but all these things are about creating routines, creating things that you know are good for you because one of the number one things that that we fall into 
when we're having anxiety or we're having depression is we do not take care of ourselves, and that perpetuates it. I feel bad, so I'm going to eat this junk. The junk food, the crappy food that we physically eat that goes into our body, our bodies are every moment of our lives creating new cells to replace the cells that are dying. It's just the way our our cellular structure is. Um, Just like plants when they create new leaves and new fruits. But our body's always creating cells. And so when we eat, and this is what you were talking about, Terry, when we eat highly processed, highly sugared, highly chemicalized foods that have absolutely no life force or prana in them, right? This, all these chemicals go into the creation of the cells in our body. And so our body is not making the cells out of what we, what the, 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 I was reading, I was listening to a, a lecture today, school, and what the, what the lecturer called God-created food. We're not eating God-created food. God-created food, like fresh fruit and vegetables and, you know, natural foods, um, feed the God-created body, right? So whether you believe in God or not, whatever, but I think you understand what I'm saying. Natural food to feed the natural body. The body knows it's, it's got all the bioavailable nutrients. The body knows what to do with them. It's not looking at some lab-created chemical and going, what do I do with that? Where do I put that? And so sometimes the body will shove it. There's, there's an intelligence that lives in every cell of our body. And every cell looks at those, these nutrients and things and says, I need that. Yep, send me some of that. No, I don't know what the heck that is. Get rid of that. And they'll send that down to the liver and the lymphatic system and, and the sewage system of the body. Too much of that, all of a sudden, your body, when it's creating new cells, gets backed up. And that stuff gets into the new cells. And that's how cell mutation occurs, which causes disease. Probably the most common one that we think of when we hear those, those that sentence are cancers, mutations. That's cell mutation. That's what cancer is. And if you want to be healthy, that's why it's so important to eat that God, that natural food, that God-created food, food that is in its natural state, and it's as fresh as possible. So we talked on another show about prana and what prana is. So I won't go into a long explanation of it, but prana is the life force that is inherent in all natural food. So you pick an apple off the tree and you eat it. There is the life force of that growing fruit on that tree that the tree was putting into that fruit to make it grow. Simple. When you eat that fruit, when it's fresh, you get as much of that life force, that prana, as possible into your body. That life force will go into your cells and make you feel wonderful because our body knows what to do with it. And our body says, ah, rejuvenation. That prana helps our bodies rejuvenate. So when we eat food that does not create, that does not contain prana, our bodies get tired. They feel run down. The cells get 
sluggish and you, you, your mind gets dull and sluggish and you have improper manifestations in, in the mind like anxiety and depression and other things. So all of this is related. You know when you go to the mechanic, if your car is supposed to have, you know, 40 weight oil in it, that's what you put in it. Because you know your car is going to run better on that 40-weight oil than it will if you put 20-weight oil into that car or 30-weight. So if our bodies, if you, we know that our bodies are going to run at their peak performance on natural foods that contain prana, why wouldn't you do that? It'd be like going to the mechanic and he says, well, you need 40-weight oil in this car. And you go, nah, just give me the 20-weight. It'll be fine. We treat our cars better than we treat our own bodies. So, and, you know, we think of a car as a vehicle. Oh, it's an important thing. We need to have that. Well, our bodies are important. Our bodies are our vehicle for our consciousness. Without our bodies, we don't, we can't walk around, you know, we can't go places, we can't do things. There's no physical interaction. So the most important vehicle we have is our own body. So definitely let's put in the right stuff. Yep. Hey, we are at the bottom of the hour. Okay. So uh, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, uh, I think it is time to start shifting into the uh, question of what we put into our brains. Uh, okay. And what we feed our, our emotions. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, this is, there's just so much to talk about in this topic. And yeah. so much about what we do to ourselves and how that, um, you know, the, the, we were talking about the yamas and the niyamas uh, in the last few weeks. And how all of that applies to ourselves as well as to other people. Like you said, we treat mm-hmm. our cars better than we treat our, our own selves. Uh, very mm-hmm. often we treat, uh, you know, we go to a restaurant and uh, those that are still, you know, those that are allowed to go to restaurants right now um, with the current unpleasantness. But, you know, we, we treat the, the waitress or waiter better than we treat ourselves. Uh, more polite than our own self-talk sometimes. So, you know, all of this, uh, you know, ties in with just what we do to ourselves that cause us stress, anxiety, and depression. So uh, let's Mm -hmm. take a short break. We're going to listen to some sitar music, and we'll be back here in just a few minutes here on Ujvala Radio. Stick around.
Thank you for listening to Ujvala Radio on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. And now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. This is Reverend Terry Power, and you are listening to Ujvala Radio on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. And again, I'm joined by my beautiful and talented wife, Robin. Hi, Ailey, over there, darling. Hello. I am good. And uh, in the first half hour, we were talking about uh, the, the food we take in for sustenance and how that can affect our uh, moods, emotions, uh, depression, anxiety, all of that. And I know there was, uh, we were talking during the break, and you said there was something about uh, brain chemicals that are created sometimes mm-hmm. by the foods we eat. So, uh, yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, first, there are certain foods that we eat that are, um, you know, in Ayurveda, we have the three doshas, and everybody has their own unique doshic makeup. And there are certain foods that will help you turn on or turn off certain genes in your body. Well, this is also true for creating brain chemistry. So this goes back to a little bit of what I was saying before about if you're eating food that is processed and has no prana and is junky and has a lot of chemicals in it or it's been frozen for a really long time or it's been in a can for a really long time and has absolutely no nutritional value, you're going to create brain brain chemistry that's going to be counterproductive to happiness. Your brain can't be happy if it's not getting the nutrition that it needs as well. We don't think of the brain in our body so much as needing nutrition, but it needs nutrition just like every other part of your body. Okay. So quickly, as far as food goes that we eat, that we take in through our mouth, um, we need to be eating food that has a high bioavailability. In other words, food with a lot of nutrients and easily digested, that naturally fresh, you know, food, seasonal food that's in, that's in season, nutrient-rich food, super superfoods. Um, don't eat after 6 p.m. if you can help it. Um, try to get yourself a regular schedule. Make sure that lunch, and we've talked about this before, Make sure that lunch is your primary meal during the day. So a, a, a good, solid breakfast. Don't eat mid-morning. You know, we all have this, like, mid-morning snack thing that we get into the habit of. Feel hungry physically before you eat lunch. Eat your, eat your lunch. Make it the main meal of the day. And the reason for this is you're naturally, the rhythm of our body is that in the midday, the digestive fires are at their peak midday, like noon, 1230. 1 o'clock, be done eating lunch before 2. Um, and then eat your lighter dinner, soup, a salad, um, what, you know, something lighter, maybe some cheese and, you know, uh, uh, something, something lighter, some hummus perhaps, um, and try to be done eating by 6 p.m. And then don't eat again until morning because if you're going to get up, and this is part of the routine we're going to talk about, if you're going to get up early in the morning, it won't. It sounds like oh god, if I if I don't eat after six, and I don't get up until eight the next morning, oh my gosh, I'm going to be starving. Well, that's because you should be getting up <laughs> earlier than that. Yeah, there's there's the there's the trick. Right. Drinking the drinking that that holy concoction of the warm water 
and the, the uh, fresh grated ginger with the lemon and maybe a little bit of raw honey uh, to make it a little bit sweet. And remember, you can, you can alternate it and use lime if you'd prefer. Um, intermittent fasting, intermittent fasting. And this is maybe you choose to make sure that, you know, you're not going to, again, graze and you, or, or you're going to take one day a week and you're not going to eat. Um, this is like a big fad now. Ayurveda has been suggesting this, again, 3,500 years. Um, foods, those foods will make you feel right, not only in your body, but in your mind. Um, and one of the big things that I think we need a lot of help with these days, and Terry and I spent a lot of time talking about this this week, is the kind of food you take in not through your mouth. The kind of food that comes Absolutely. to you from media, the kind of food that comes to you from the experiences you have, from the people who are in your life, um, the things that you do, your habits, do you smoke, do you drink, um, do you, you know, do you have recreational drugs? Leading a good, healthy life and having good mental health go hand in hand. And so if you have habits that are not helping you to have good physical or good mental health, you need to stop them. And I know it is harder said, and it's harder done than said, saying it seems easy. But I can tell you that my husband, over the last seven years that we've known each other, has lived this. He has improved his life. He has stopped smoking, which for many people is very, very difficult. And he no longer it's harder than at all. Yeah, it, it's it's harder than um, harder than quitting drinking. Mhm. Absolutely. Um, I cannot entirely say that I never have alcohol. Um, I may occasionally, uh, maybe a few times a year, have a glass of wine if we have a really good steak, or if we're with friends, I might have a you know a glass of wine or two. Like I said, maybe a few times a year but not frequently. Um, I can have a bottle of wine in the house for, I don't know, six months, and it'll just sit there. Um, so, yeah. Let's talk, well, let's, yeah uh, let's talk about media. Let's talk about what we allow into our homes. One well, of that, the things that's, that, that, that's one of the things that's a big topic on my uh, on mm-hmm. my list of things that I, you know, I talk about, I've been talking about this since before you and I met. That mm-hmm. has been a, a Facebook. Mm-hmm. Facebook, I think the first time you and I talked, I was talking to you about the illusion of connectedness. Right. It's, it's not really a connection. I mean, Exactly. I have. I mean, I look at I look at social media, and I've got, uh, you know, four thousand friends on Facebook. Well, you know, that I don't know all four thousand of those people. I mean, nobody knows that many people. And, you know, I'll call myself out. I use uh, social media a lot to stay in touch with a few people around the world a lot to let people know what we're doing at Ushvala and, you know, stuff like that. I don't spend hours surfing Facebook. 
because mm-hmm. Facebook, Twitter, we use those as tools for our business, but they're basically so angry right now. It's there's there's no uh, conversation. Like I said at the top of the hour, if you want to call in uh, to the call in number at six four six five six four nine seven one four and have an honest debate about a topic, I have no problem with this. I don't have to have you know surround myself with an echo chamber. I enjoy debate. I enjoy discussion. But when it gets to name-calling and there's one side or the other side, that's not good for us. That, that, that level of outrage constantly is not good for our brains. It's not good for our psyches. It's not good for our bodies. Our bodies begin to manifest the stress, the, 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 the effects of this stress. Uh, watching the news. And the news is all bad all the time. The 24-hour news cycle that was created with um, uh, Turner Broadcasting, honestly, uh, before CNN, CNN grew out of Turner. And all of that has changed the level of outrage that we feel as um, regular citizens. Once upon a time, you watched the 11 o'clock news or the 6 o'clock news and the 6.30 national news. You got the news. You had reporters, journalists that were telling you the facts of what happened. They may have omitted things. They may have included things, depending on a certain amount of bias. Not saying that there's never been bias, you know, that there was not bias in the, in the good old days or anything like that. But it wasn't what it is today. And the 24-hour news cycle has just turned it into a circus. And it's it's bad for us. Right. But there are also other things, not just the news cycle. Um, That is definitely one of the big things. Um, And, you know, Facebook and video games and movies and TV I mean, it's it's all media. It's not just Facebook. But, you know, people will say, okay, but I've heard people say this. Oh, okay, I'm going to take a break from Facebook. I'm not going to get on there. And, oh, okay, what are you going to do? I'm going to watch TV. Oh, really? What are you watching? I'm watching this horror movie. Well, that's really not any better. Yeah, I'm going to binge watch Walking Dead or um, some other source of violence to bring into my home. You know, great. Right. You know, think about this. I mean, we have allowed, I mean, you and I are probably like the, the last, well, I shouldn't say the last generation, close to the last generation who grew up, you know, our families had one television in the living room. Yeah. And that was it. And everybody had to agree on what to watch. And usually your parents won out. You know, you either were allowed to watch cartoons on Saturday or Sunday morning before they got up or if they were out doing, you know, outside in the yard doing chores or whatever that you didn't have to help with. That was your time to watch TV, and it was usually cartoons. And at night, it was what they wanted to watch. So it was like, you know, Andy Griffith or, I don't know, you know, Lawrence Welk or it it wasn't (laughs) – 
constant, constantly being bombarded with, I remember to tell the truth or, you know, those kinds of things. But, but it wasn't constantly being bombarded with violence and anxiety-inducing television shows. There, I mean, I turn on TV shows sometimes and think, okay, I'm going to watch this. This looks entertaining. And after, like, the second episode, I'm so full of angst for the people on the screen that I, I, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, I need to calm down. This is so, you know, angst-provoking. So we need yeah. to become really much aware of the food that we're taking in through our senses than just the food that we take in into our mouth. These things do affect us. They have done study after study after study, going back to that plant, about children who are exposed to violent video games being desensitized to violence at a young age. Yeah. It's a fact. So just like that plant, you know, you tell, if, you tell, if you tell a child, you know, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad, that child's going to grow up thinking they're bad, right? So if that video game incites them to, you know, violence and shows them violence all the time and that violence is good, what was that game probably going back 20, 25 years ago that had so many people up in arms about because it was all about like, oh, um, um, oh gosh, like Larry Lounge Lizard or something like that. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Uh, The entire point of the the game was like you were a guy and you'd go to a party and you'd, you know, pick up a girl and you'd steal a car and you'd get in a car accident. Oh, there was a a video game? You're talking about um, um, uh, something auto, a Grand Theft Auto. Grand Grand Theft Auto, right. I mean, in this game, you were just living in this avatar world and this this, this character is never doing anything worthwhile. And so and then we're surprised that we have kids who grow up who don't know how to behave, who don't understand right from wrong, who think violence is the way to solve their problems. And so, you know, and all of this stuff lends, leads to anxiety. And all of this stuff leads to uh, depression because they're not taking in good mental food. You're not taking in good cellular food for, for your body. Your body will create all these uh, destructive brain chemicals to your physiology based on your levels of stress. Cortisol, we've all heard this, right? Oh, too much stress is yeah. bad for you. But it's also bad for your brain. It's not just creating physical disease. It creates mental anxiety and depression. So we need to find ways to help us. And one of the things they have found is that 30 minutes of physical exercise that makes you sweat, and this, again, does not have to be running a marathon. If you go for a walk and you break a sweat, you do some yoga, you break a sweat, you ride a bike, it's fine. You run in place and break a sweat for 30 minutes. Whatever your fitness level is, all it requires is that you sweat. Sweating and that physical exercise releases good brain chemistry. It releases endorphins, right? We all heard that. Um, So that 30 minutes of exercise once, maybe even twice a day, if you start to feel like you want to do it more, 
is is one of those things that will improve your mental outlook. Also, yeah. instead of playing a video game, you can go for a walk and get a lot more out of, you know, being in nature and relaxing. I mean, you know, this is not stuff that's um, news shattering here. You know? Right. Um, one of the other things that we do, you know, we talked about food intermittent fasting. We can also talk about media fasting. You can have one or two days a week where you choose not to turn on a screen of any kind. Perhaps do something, do something trend setting like, oh my gosh, read a book. Maybe, you know, you read something that's self-improvement like, oh, I don't know, an, a book about Ayurveda. <laughs> Or a book about nutrition, or a book about yoga, or a book about somebody famous who did something inspiring. Um, I really think that we're becoming so video-oriented. I mean, my daughter, if there's not a video on YouTube uh, to tell her how to do something, it's, you know, forget it. She doesn't even want to know about it. uh, Here's an example I used to work as a makeup artist as a teenager in New York City. I did makeup for Diane von Furstenberg. I, I went to Studio 54 and did fashion shows there and Fashion Week in New York. Does she ever come to me? She's 14. Does she ever come to me and say, hey, Mom, how do I put on eyeliner? No. She watches a freaking video on YouTube and then comes to me and says, look, look what I learned on YouTube. <laughs> It's amazing to me. I'm like, I could have shown you that, sweetheart. No, no, it's easier because I can just watch the video over and over again. So, kids. But bottom line is, bottom line is, if you are taking in food, and when I say food, I mean, again, mental food and physical food through your mouth that is light and fresh and inspiring looks beautiful and tastes beautiful that would be the mouth food yeah that is exactly what you're going to manifest in your life if you are eating food that is dark and violent and heavy and and overly sweet overly salty overly stimulating you are going to have a dark overly stimulated heavy things. Those, those are the things that will manifest in your life. Same thing goes for the people in your life. Take a look around you. People in your life who are inspiring and uplifting, are they fresh? Are they light? Are they fun? Do they instill joy in you or not? Yeah. All right. Well, Do they help? Darling, I'm, I'm sorry. We, um, we are six minutes away from the top of the hour. Okay. So, uh, no, you're, you're absolutely right about everything that you've been saying. This is, um, you know, probably, uh, another topic for, uh, for another episode is just the uh, people in our lives. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, all of this, you know, all of this, uh, leads to, um, uh, depression, anxiety, uh, what I want to do now is could 
I know that uh, a week from tomorrow, uh, we are launching the Inspire program that you have designed Uh and put together. And I think some of these topics that we've been talking about tonight, you can wrap that up as you introduce the Inspire program, which will uh, help people with all of these issues plus some other stuff. So uh, Uh if you would uh, take it in that direction, please, because we promised people we would let them go by 10 o'clock Eastern time. So, uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Well, Terry talked about uh, the Inspire Group. It starts this coming, well, not this coming Wednesday, tomorrow's Wednesday, tomorrow's Wednesday, but a week from tomorrow, which would be Wednesday, September 9th at 7 p.m. Inspire is going to be a group of people who are going to get together once a week on Zoom um, and talk to each other about our challenges, whether they may be, I need to lose weight. I need to conquer my anxiety or I need to conquer my depression or I need to figure out this life situation or that life situation. Um, I need to get healthier. I have a, I have a, you know, a health goal. Um, we're going to, we're going to support each other through that. And we're going to use Ayurveda. We're going to use, I am also uh, a certified holistic health coach. We'll, we'll use some of my training from the, the Integrative Institute of Nutrition um, or the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, <laughs> I said it backwards, um, IIN uh, in New York City, and we are going to make each other better. We're going, and I have a personal goal that, that I want to attain, and this is completely free. I'm not selling anything. I am doing this because I feel this is such an important time. We've got so much going on. And so many people are telling me that they don't know how to handle the challenges they're being presented with. And they're getting really stressed out. And some people are overeating. And some people are having anxiety. And some people are uh, manifesting other health issues. Let's all get together and help each other through this. Let's inspire each other. And we can do it. And I know people can do this for each other because I've done this paying it forward and we're going to all get together and do this, and I have everything planned. Um, we're going to cover certain things every week, and there'll be a, like a question and answer period and an area, uh, you know, a couple of minutes where we'll talk about who had what challenge this week and how did we deal with it and how will we deal with that in the future um, and what successes we had, and we'll celebrate our successes. And I really think that whatever your goal may be, um, come and join us. And we will find a way to make it happen for you. Um, I don't think there is ever anything that is easier to do alone. I think that if you know there are other people who are pulling for you, other people that have faith in you, other people who are willing to support you when you need support, we all have those moments. No one of us is perfect. Um, life is easier. I have been so blessed in my life with such good friends. And I have a feeling that this is going to be one of those projects like my involvement with, you know, the MPA and, and all the Beltane events that we did, the, the camping events we did, um, that are going to create lifelong friends. And I think this is another one of those. 
Uh, I already have several people signed up. Um, there will be uh, a few. There are a few spots left, but if you're interested, send me an email or go to the website. You can send me a direct email at inspire at ujvalaayc.com. Aren't you proud of me, Terry? I did it right. You got it. <laughs> I did, but I'm going to let you give you the, uh, the the website. You can also sign up for the Inspire Group on our website, which is uh, ujvalaayc.com slash offerings slash inspire. Right. And if you go and there. And that you right to the Inspire. Uh, and you'll be able to sign up from there. It's got uh, you know, register here buttons all over the place. So, uh, so I believe that is it. We're at the top of the hour, and I want to thank everybody for being with us tonight. Uh, we've had a great time uh, talking about something that is uh, certainly near and dear to both of our hearts, and uh, possibly one of the things that brought us together was a similar attitude about such things. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, thanks especially to all of our East Coast listeners that have stayed up past 9 o'clock uh, to, uh, to listen to us. Hopefully you're listening uh, in such a way that you can go on to bed now that it's 10. Uh, we appreciate you staying up late with us. Uh, in Ayurveda, you're supposed to be in bed by 9 and asleep by 10. So uh, it's bedtime for all of our Central Time listeners and uh, the rest of the uh, country and the rest of the world. I guess it's... Uh, on your own schedule. But uh, thanks again, everyone, for being with us. Thank you for supporting what we do. Uh, please uh, go to our Facebook page, Uzvala A- uh, Ayurveda and Yoga Center. Uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Uzvala C. And check out the website, UzvalaAYC.com. Uh, uh, thanks again. We will talk to you next week. Oh, and also check us out. Uh, check out the website. Check out the uh, Facebook page. We will have a link for our upcoming interview uh, on uh, uh, Voice of Olympus uh, Optimum Wellness on Friday night at 6 o'clock Eastern Time. So uh, I guess with all of that said, it's time to wish you a week filled with love and with wonder. Namaste, blessed be, have a great night. Night night, girl. listening to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Join us seven nights a week for exciting programming covering a variety of expressions of faith. And remember, all manifestations of the divine are equally valid.